Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 36CR Indianapolis, keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection, brought to you by Child Advocates, your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Monday, Monday, November 6th. It is election eve. Uh, But before we get to that, I hope that by now everyone has set their clocks back one hour. Frankly, uh, still feels a little strange. I know one hour shouldn't make that much of a difference, but it kind of does. Kind of does. It kind of feels a little different. Anyway, uh, as always, we will adjust, but I hope everyone got through the weekend, uh, especially Saturday night into Sunday, uh, with that clock um, readjustment. As I was saying just a couple of seconds ago, it is Election Day Eve, meaning tomorrow is Election Day, all day, 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. If you live in Indianapolis and Marion County, you are free to vote at any of the more than 180 designated vote centers. Did Did you hear me? 180 designated vote centers throughout Indianapolis and Marion County. Um, if you want to find one near you, uh, you can go to vote.nd.gov slash vote centers, vote.nd.gov slash vote centers for a complete list of all of the vote centers that are going to be available. I have the list right here, but I tell you, um, like I said, there's more than 180, I think 186, 100, anyway, more than 180, more than 185, actually. But go to vote.nd.gov slash vote centers for a complete list. Vote.nd.gov slash vote centers uh, for a complete list. Or you can call uh, if you don't, uh, and I, you know, we, we, we try to be helpful. Uh, if you don't want to use or don't have access to the Internet or, or what have you, a website, uh, you, and you have a phone, uh, 317-327-5100, uh, is Marion County Election Board, 317-327-5100. That's the number to call uh, if you would rather speak with someone uh, to find out. But when I tell you that there are vote centers everywhere, unbelievable. I love, love, love. They're, they're listed in alphabetical order. Uh, or I guess you can, you know, you can pull them up any way you want. But uh, all of the fire stations, um, a number of churches, a number of community centers, Gainbridge Fieldhouse, Garfield Park, Borello Center, you name it, uh, schools, um, they're, they're just everywhere, these vote centers are. And again, they'll be open tomorrow, tomorrow from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. Uh, for this all-important Uh, municipal election. We're going to be electing a mayor tomorrow, everybody. We're going to be electing a mayor for the city of Indianapolis tomorrow. Other uh, municipalities will be electing mayors as well. I know there's a hotly contested one out there in Lawrence uh, that's getting uh, getting rather heated. Uh, And of course, the one here um, in Indianapolis uh, is is, uh, hotly contested as well. Uh, Some controversy um, uh, surrounding that one um, out there where the, uh, the, the school board member 
remember uh, the, you know, the, the story about the school board member who was running for mayor. Uh, I, I, where is that? I want to make sure I say it exactly right. But anyway, that one might be uh, contested as well. I believe it's Beach Grove, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but um, uh, so uh, a lot to, you know, and, and your council, uh, your council seats are going to be um, a few uh, up for grabs. Uh, there's very, it's very unlikely that uh, the Democratic majority, the Democratic supermajority, uh, is is going to be threatened in any way. Although it may be, but a number. Part of that is because um, a number of the counselors are unopposed, uh, and so, or yeah, there's no way they can lose. In fact, uh, the Indy Star said, meet the new Indianapolis City County Council candidates who can't lose uh, tomorrow. Um, and it says we'll see at least two new counselors in 2024 because the candidates who won their primaries are now uncontested in the November 7th general election. Meanwhile, eight incumbents, two Republicans and six Democrats will also remain in their seats as they too are unopposed. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much going to but but get your vote in anyway. You got to vote for the mayor of Indianapolis, and uh, if you live in one of the municipalities, electing your own mayor, vote for that too. Um, and you're going to be electing uh, your city county council member, whether they're opposed, unopposed, or not. Um, Indy Star sat down with the two candidates, not currently on the council, but. Again, they were unopposed, so they're not going to lose tomorrow. Uh, Democrats uh, Ron Gibson and um, the Reverend Dr. Carlos Perkins. Um, so, you know, Ron Gibson, of course, has been in here a number of times uh, as our guest on Community Connection. And the Reverend Dr. Carlos Perkins, I believe he's been a guest on here at least once, at least once. So um, congratulations to them. And uh, good luck to everyone uh, in the election tomorrow. Please, if you haven't voted, uh, make it your business to vote tomorrow. We've got to get our vote out, uh, and we've got to show up, and we've got to let uh, the powers that be know that we are out there, that we are a force to be dealt with. Um, the, um, yeah, okay, yeah, there's Ron Gibson, and here's the vote centers. Um, a little later in the show... Uh, Julia Vaughn, executive director of Common Cause Indiana, uh, and our voter education contributor is going to join us uh, with more information for you for Election Day tomorrow, including help and resources to make sure you are able to safely and easily vote without confusion uh, or intimidation. Uh, that's in our second hour. Now, at the bottom of this hour... Tis the season. You know, we talk about elections and they are important. Uh, but right after the elections, uh, you know, the, the holiday gift buying, all that season, you know, kind of ramps up. They started running Black Friday ads. I was listening to those. They started running Black Friday ads uh, middle October, late October. I was hearing them. Hey, get your Black Friday deals now. Uh, Black Friday is still a few weeks away. Of course, it's always the, the shopping day, the big shopping day, the day after Thanksgiving. Um so, uh, and um, my daughter and I were going into a store Saturday. Was it Saturday or Friday? Anyway, we were walking into a department store, and as you know, as the door was open and it was the electric doors, they were playing Nat King Cole's um, 
uh, a Christmas care. And I was just like, please, please, please. I cannot process this right now. I've got to, you know, we got to get through. I, it was before, it was right before um, Halloween. I do know because we got to get through Halloween. Then we got to get through uh, Thanksgiving. This was right before Halloween and they were playing uh, Nat King Cole. Uh, classic. Love it. Uh, but mm, kind of, they're, they're getting it in early. Anyway, uh, but as I was saying, at the bottom of this hour, it is the season. Scammers, I, I, wanted, I, I went the long way around uh, to tell you that scammers are ramping up their schemes to steal your money, steal your identities, and a whole lot more. So retailers want to get your money um, and get a head start on the, the Christmas buying season. They want to do it the right way, you know, with the, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Um Manipulation, I guess. I don't know. But um, these scammers are, are trying to do it the wrong way. And you need to know who they are. Uh, you need to know what they're doing. The Better Business Bureau is going to join us to let you know about a few of these uh, latest efforts. Again, that's at the bottom of this hour at 1.30. Right now, lines are open, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Uh, since we were last here, um, tragedy uh, again. Uh, with a teenager uh, being shot uh, and killed over at the uh, the Kip School, uh, another teenager, 15 years old, another teenager is apparently in custody. Um, that is terrible. Uh, what's even more so is that a number of news organizations um, are reporting that the fact is, uh, Indianapolis. Well, our city now has. Is, has broken the record. Uh, we are on record as having the most um, uh, teenage juvenile gun deaths ever, um, beating our old record, which is not anything to be happy about. But um, so I, I don't know. The, the juvenile and teen youth violence, I, I, I'm not quite sure what to, to make of that. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, but this, you know, this, this, there were several uh, shooting deaths uh, over the, the weekend. Um, and uh, anyway, um, you know, we've talked about that, and I, I think we'll continue to talk about it. I, I've got to believe, part of me, though, I've got to believe that despite all the other problems that are clear and that exist with this teen violence and, and gun violence in general, there has to be, there has to be some sort of a direct line between the, the state legislature's passage of that permitless carry law and what we're seeing uh, here and across uh, Marion County, across the state of Indiana. There's got to be a direct line. And I know that uh, some of the statisticians were telling us that uh, there has to be more time, more time has to pass before we can get a clear link or whatever. But I, I can tell you what it feels like. It feels like it is already. Um, and, you know, we, we simply can't survive with, with uh, you know, with, with with the level of gun violence, the number of guns in our communities, uh, the wrong guns in the wrong hands, people, you, we, we simply cannot survive uh, as a people as a, and as a community, especially in a society where uh, there are more guns than there are people. That that's just it's a recipe for annihilation, really. Not not anything short of that. But anyway, um, we'll get back to that. Uh, also, since we were last here, uh, it looks like uh, police, Indianapolis police, um, arrested a woman that they are calling a terrorist. 
uh, for driving her car into a building uh, that she thought um, was a Jewish school um, that had uh, young people in it. Uh, this is, uh, I'm taking this, this is off of CBS4 website. Uh, IMPD officers arrested a woman who they labeled a terrorist after she drove her car into a building that she thought was a Jewish school. However, the building is used by the Israelite School of Universal and Practical Knowledge, which ironically, follow me here, has been labeled an anti-Semitic hate group. Uh, the 34-year-old woman, Ruba Alma Gant, I guess, was arrested on a preliminary charge of criminal recklessness. Um, according to the police report, uh, they were called to the building 1130 Friday night to investigate a hate crime. Uh, officers say she backed her car into the building while several adults and children were inside. Uh, she told officers she was watching news coverage of the Israel-Hamas war on television and decided to plan an attack on the building because she was offended by the Hebrew-Israelite symbol on the front of the building. Uh, police say she passed by the building a couple of times and called it, quote, the Israeli school. Uh, said she made reference to her people back in Palestine and told officers, yes, and this is a quote, I'm reading it right here, yes, I did it on purpose. This is according to what the officer said that she told them, yes, I did it on purpose. Bless her heart, she went to the wrong, She. It, it's just ironic. Um, she didn't even know how to be a real terrorist because she didn't, she didn't identify her target correctly. Anyway, um, the Anti-Defamation League uh, defines the Israelite School of Universal and Practical Knowledge as an extreme and anti-Semitic sect of the black Hebrew Israelites. Uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center has designated the black uh, Hebrew Israelites as a hate group. Uh, in a statement, the Jewish Federation of Greater Indianapolis reported that Safe Indiana, a Jewish community security program, was immediately notified of the incident. Safe Indiana is working alongside uh, law enforcement to investigate the incident. Uh, so th this thing is spilling over. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've talked about that before um, as well. And um, neither side is going to win uh, with, with this. No, neither side is going to win. Uh, by the way, um, because the, the if, if bombing and shelling uh, like crazy uh, would have worked, uh, somebody, you know, there, there would have been a solution by now. It doesn't work. It's just it's just tit for tat right now. And it's, uh, you know, it's just spilling over uh, into the into the masses here. But um, interestingly enough, um, over the weekend, uh, well, Friday, uh, the Obama Foundation's 2023 Democracy Forum uh, in Chicago, pr uh, President Obama uh, spoke, and he addressed this conflict, and he, he went into a lot of, uh, you, you don't want to hear, I mean, the, I, I listened to all of it, actually, and um, made a, absolutely incredible points. But the main point that he made, that he took some criticism even for that point, but I think he had a wonderful point. Uh, was what you're about to hear right now. It's very short, so pay pay attention. Listen to what uh, the president said about the current state of the, the crisis. If you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth. And you then have to admit 
Nobody's hands are clean. That was it. The whole truth. Look at it. As her, and, and, and he said, as horrific as everything is, as these, these attacks have been, and it's hard not, he said, too, it's hard not to be emotional. How can you not be about taken aback by, by the, the atrocities? But when you, when you pull back and look at it as a whole, what it, play, play it again, Sky, if you don't mind. If you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth. And you then have to admit nobody's hands are clean. No clean hands on either side. So, uh, again, if um, you might want to go to YouTube or, or, or get online, the Obama Foundation's um, 2023 Democracy Forum uh, that was held in Chicago. The, the, the entire, um, his entire speech, his entire address is, is there, and it, it's deep. But... Um, he, uh, you know, as always, he's he's going to take criticism. But uh, what a clear-headed, uh, uh, measured but true statement that he made to me. I, I thought it was very, very appropriate, um, and and it's true. If you're going to get to a solution, you're not going to get to a solution um, unless there is understanding that both sides, not just one, that there's both sides. Uh, so, um, as he said, uh, dirty hands, or not not clean hands, I think he said clean hands, but there there was that. So, um, there was that um, that uh, the former president weighed in on, and he's pretty much quiet um, and has been since he left the presidency. I mean, you know, when he's called into action, he, 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 he speaks out, uh, you know, when he's asked to join the campaign trail, he, he joins it, uh, and things of that nature. But, um, yeah, this is his, uh, this is his foundation. Uh, it was his microphone, his podium, and he spoke what he thought. So I, uh, wanted to play that for you because, uh, a lot of the major news organizations aren't necessarily playing that a whole lot. It just happened on Friday. So, again, fi again with um, uh, over the weekend with four juvenile murders uh, within the last week, uh, the city now has uh, here it is right here twenty one child homicides in twenty twenty three. The city's twenty twenty two total was nineteen. So we've got two more now with uh, about two months to go in the year. So. Uh, the report also goes on to say more than 60 children have survived gunshot wounds since the start uh, of the year. And again, my part of my belief, I know it's not all of it, but part of my belief is that uh, the permitless carry that the legislature uh, passed and that the governor so willingly signed uh, has played a big part in that played a big part in that. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. A um, whole lot more uh, that took place uh, over the weekend, but um, and we're going to get to some of that as well. Uh, Brother Man, Brother Man, how are you? Hi, how are you doing today, Miss Tina? I am doing well, sir. Doing very well. Uh, These you... people need to sit down and figure it out. If they let Shreve get in, and he's back in the NRA, the Rifle Association, mm -hmm. guns and all of that. Uh -huh. And they pull around there and let Trump get in there. The uh, low income and the poor will get poorer because the last time Trump 
change those taxes, the rich got richer. That's yes, why they do. Back in that White House, so he can change them taxes, and that the, the low income and the poor mm-hmm. never will recover. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's already made it clear that if he does get in again. Uh, he's going to start arresting people and changing things and doing all, you know, he's just going to do a whole bunch of stuff, going to do a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and Jefferson Shreve is, Jefferson Shreve is probably right there with him. So, yeah, Yeah, he is. One more thing, Tina. No, go ahead, sir. We are the ones that need to talk to these younger black people about killing each other. That is stupid. When I came up, we used our hands if we had a problem mm-hmm. and fought, mm-hmm. but we did not kill and cut and shoot. Mm-mm. No. And well, and that's what I'm talking about—the availability of these, you know, the, the access to, to these that's guns. That's the problem right there. It ain't the mm-hmm. Joe Hawks that it's these black people are killing each other, and that governor and and them people that took over the state office over there they mm-hmm. the state government they the ones that voted in that you get in back a care of gun mm-hmm. it's like our people are doing the most killing killing each other mm-hmm. for no it's reason it's a lot it's a lot brother man we gotta do better but let's uh, have you already voted or are you gonna vote tomorrow i'm going tomorrow I, I got things to do today and i'm gonna clean my yard if i can with this uh blower but, yeah Weather's nice. It's it's uh yeah, it's it as good as it's going to get for a minute. Yeah. All right, thank you, brother man. I appreciate I you. Hope they wake up. I do too. We all do. We all do. All right, thank you, James. Go ahead. How are you? Hello, Miss Tina. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. I just have a really quick point. I want to point out, you know, um, with all the kids, the teen shootings and kids being killed, mm-hmm. uh, we're looking at the permitless carry has been one of the issues. Well, I I kind of I, I, I kind of think it has been. I I mean, it's got to be one of the contributors. It has to be. Get this though. The thing that we're I don't we're not taking into consideration with that. Even if permitless carry had not been initiated. All of those guys that are carrying guns and shooting each other would have still been illegal possessors. And so those guys that are shooting each other that are underage, they're illegal possessors regardless if we had a permanent carry or not. And so I think that goes with, that needs to be mentioned because it's, I'm, I definitely understand that it's a but doesn't that, But isn't the energy of permitless carry out there? Because there may be some of these folks that don't know. That, you know, you see what I'm saying? Just the news or the word on the street that it's out there now. That, yeah, I I know what you're saying. They, you know, they would have, whether the permitless carry would have been passed or not. Uh, But it's it's my contingent that criminals are going to be, are going to commit crimes regardless of the laws that are passed. But when you pass stringent gun laws, it actually prohibits me from protecting myself against the criminals. Well, you know, because regardless of what the law is, a criminal's gun, that's the nature of being a criminal. He's going to do crime. Okay, well, how, how do you explain, um, how do you explain spikes in criminality? And how do you explain, uh, you know, the numbers that show certain types of crime that, that keep circling back uh, to gun violence? How do you explain, uh, 
that the in this na- in this country this nation there are more we- you know for every person there's three weapons there there are more weapons than there are gu- how do you explain the spikes i know what you, I, I see what you're saying and that that holds up to a point but then when you have these rises and, and these spikes how do you, how do you how do you go about attacking them and how do you go about lessening them because that's not the point of having a gun is to go out and kill people all the time true true i think the main problem is not that we don't have the the problem legislation in place, I think we got, there's a breakdown somewhere in the community, especially Mm. our African-American community, that makes us want to result to that type of lifestyle. I don't think that it's anything that we can do legislationally. Oh, I I firmly, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I firmly disagree with you there. I think that there's a lot that we can do legislatively that is common sense, that does not infringe upon anybody's uh, Second Amendment uh, in the sense that people are saying they want their Second Amendment rights. I think that there are some very simple things that people can do, even, uh, you know, an age or, uh, you know, a, a background check with, with especially with those that have domestic violence or or or, or mental illness, you know, violent mental illness. Sure. There's a lot of things legislatively. That's the problem is that legislators have been sitting on their hands for so long that it's become the wild, wild. I think that there's a lot legislatively that can be done. I, I definitely think that it was a bad idea to do permitless carry. You know, I'll be the first to say that. I think we should, the, the permit should be attached with some sort of train or some sort of, you know, license. And like you have to do to get a driver's license, you have to go and be trained with this weapon. And so I'll definitely, you know, stand for that. But I just, my heart goes out to the city. These young folks, I just. But really see, what you just said, it. James, what you just said was common sense gun reform. Sure. What you just said was common sense gun reform that can be legislated. What you just said right there. Sure, sure. But then you, but then when it's packaged a certain way, you say it shouldn't be or there's nothing that can be done. Mm-hmm. I, just, I think that it's difficult when, when I look at cities like Chicago and New York to have very, very stringent gun laws. It speaks to the criminals don't care about the law because they're going to break crime. And so it makes me, and being a law-abiding citizen, my family are, are easier to more susceptible to become victims of someone breaking the law, you know, versus if I could protect myself. And now how many do you need? Do you need what what kind do you need? What kind of protection a, do you need? I'm a collector. I have probably 20 or 30. <laughs> OK. And what kind of what's the best, one at a time, what's the best way you can protect your family? How do you, do you need the um, the military weapon of war? You need that? Absolutely. In your house, I believe it. you need that. OK, because if there's more than one person, then a, a shotgun, you're going to be extremely under, under, under mm-hmm. gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I support your work in the community. I think you have a great radio show. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, James. Appreciate your call. Uh, Deborah, go ahead. Hey, Miss Tina. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm listening, and I have a few comments. I'll make them short. I, I hope that everybody does the research on the people that they're voting for. And don't just vote for somebody because of what they did or didn't do. Do the research and find out about people and and things. And then my other comment is the, the, the terrorist, uh, the woman that they're naming a terrorist. It's so many of them in different places 
And uh, how they conduct themselves is ironic. A lot of the gas stations, different places like that, and uh, they do ex- express their dislike to certain type of pe- people. And so I don't go to the gas stations, and I don't have a reason to go to the cigarette shops, smoke shops, and none of that. Now, as far as the the, the gun laws, I I I I I I just don't understand what. All of a sudden, there's a permit to carry. I had to pay a lot of money to get my permit. And um, now I don't need nothing, you know. But but we living in a time, or at least I am, where I I have to carry my gun to go check my mailbox, trash can, take my trash out. Because you got people that, I don't know, it's, it's not just young people. It's people that are just crazy. I've been living in, in my area for many years, and there are new people to the area that are not from Indiana that are doing things, you know, and that's another thing. I think that social media uh, plays a major role Mm -hmm. with our youth and our young people uh, uh, as far as uh, life and threats and Mm -hmm. everything like that. Because, you know, when, when I was a kid or when you was a kid, and it wasn't that long ago, uh, we didn't have all that. Like the caller said, you, you settle things a different way. And now, you know, we got this okay corral going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know everybody don't agree with guns or whatever, but, you know, you have to. I, I, I didn't think about a gun until I was threatened by a neighbor. And I'm like, wow. And they persisted on parking in my on my property. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, I don't understand what's going on with people's minds. How how, how is a gun going to solve them parking on your property, I guess? Did you say they threatened you with a gun? Is that what you're saying? Well, they, they, they came onto, onto the property and uh, just... But you said left, you, they, you didn't get a gun until... They stayed on the property. They, let, they parked so are vehicles you, on the property, and I, I called police and everything. So are you, I, are you prepared to shoot? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, and this is mm. the reason why. Let me tell you why before you I, – I, I know you, you're not all about the gun thing. Well, I, I'm I trying was, to – no, it's not that. It's not that. It's the, it's the psychology behind it because well, let me guns tell you why. Let escalate. Me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you why. I was called out of my name. I was threatened. And the person, the wife told the husband, F her, go ahead and park right there. Again, and okay, when, okay. When, when I tried to speak with the person calmly, respectfully, I was called out of my name mm-hmm. and threatened. My life was threatened. How did they threaten your life? Said they was gonna kill me. Did they? They pulled a gun on you. Said, said I ain't gonna say the word. She said, "Be I." I know you're you. telling me. You're telling me the word. Did they pull? Did they present a weapon? I didn't see a weapon, but when you threatened to kill me mm-hmm. and your park your vehicle on my property, and all I asked you to do is remove your vehicle, she told her husband, "F her, park it right here." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she said she was going to kill me, call me all out my name and everything. So where my property is and my trash can, she lives in the rear of me. 
So you say you've called the police. The police aren't doing yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Have you no. talked? No. Police didn't do nothing. Uh-huh. They told me that uh, the people, uh, I, I should allow them to pull in on my property because they have to get into in and out of their garage. Then the police went on to tell me that I didn't own the property that I paid taxes well, on. Well, okay, okay. But do, do you see what I'm saying, though? Because it, once, whether it's them or you or what have you, once a weapon is introduced into that situation, it's it. That's it. it, it that's permanent. It's deadly. I agree. I agree. But what is the result? I mean, I there, okay. I I have to live, and I'm rent, I'm not renting my home. I'm, I own my home. And for them to say that f her and all this other stuff, and tell the husband to park his car on my property, what would you have done? Can you block your property? I, I'm, I'm working on that. Well, then, but yeah, the, block your property. If you own it, block it. You, it was, you know, it, you can you can make suggestions, but I'm working on it. Like, I am working on it. But okay. the fact of the matter is, I'm, I'm just talking about the mentality, the mental mentality of, of people nowadays and the gall. So, so you people feel as doing if... Things. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you. Uh, people are doing. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, no, I didn't present a, a, a weapon, but I got one now. I got one because if I go to put my trash out and that car is parked right there, I call the police and they know it's going to take some time for the police to get there. That's just one incident. I'm sure somebody can relate to what I'm saying. When you threaten a person's life and you say you're going to do this and that, what you going to do, uh, Ms. Tina? What you going to do? I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm walking the way you own my property talking behind yeah, I understand. me. I understand what, what you're what saying. What you going to do to me? I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're so, saying. So it's a mentality. It's a mental mentality. You can be squared off in your mind, but that that no. Okay, I got. You know what? I got. I got to get to a break. I understand what you're saying. It's your property. I would look into how I can legally protect that property and block it off. Now I understand. You know, uh, and thank you, Deborah. Thank you for your call. Uh, because here, here's. Anyway, let me get to Kevin. You've been holding, and then I got to get to our first guest because she's arrived. Okay, go ahead, Kevin. Kevin, are you there? Kevin? Okay, is Kevin there, Sky? Okay. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Uh, oh, Kevin hung up. All righty. Um, okay, well, we're going to have to take a quick break right here. Uh, we're going to be back with the uh, BBB of Indianapolis right after this. 
Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. Um, as I was saying at the top of the show, um, the BBB of Indianapolis, the Better Business Bureau of Indianapolis is back with us. And boy, do we have some good topics today. Uh, here with us now is the Better Business Bureau of Indianapolis Director of Communication, uh, Jennifer Adamani. Jennifer, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, what's going on? Anything major? <laughs> I, I just... Uh, I mean, personally, I just uh, enjoyed a nice weekend with uh, my brother and sister. All my nephews came down for my dad's birthday, so I got some cuteness overload from my nephews. Oh, that is so sweet. I love the cuteness overloads, indeed, yeah. indeed. So, um, but yeah, um, a lot going on. As I was saying at the top of the show, tis the season. Uh, you know, we're 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 heightened sentimentality, like the cuteness overload, but we're also, uh, you know, kind of heightened vulnerability because of certain things. Uh, not not that we aren't vulnerable year round, but there's something as we head into this uh, this part of the year, this season coming up, that makes us a little bit more vulnerable. And I guess we need to be a lot more vigilant about uh, these these scams that that come to to bear. Uh, especially right about now. Uh, but um, speaking of seasonal things, we just came through the Halloween uh, season. And so this one kind of got my um, got my attention, the zombie debt. Uh, what uh, it says, what you need to know about zombie debt, not the zombies in the sense of uh, the Halloween type zombies. But what what is what exactly is a zombie debt? Yeah, this isn't where you owe zombies any money. Okay, but, uh, you don't owe zombies. Okay, that's no, good. you're safe from there, thankfully. But <laughs> okay. what this is is you might think that a debt you may have resolved, whether you filed for bankruptcy or you renegotiated, you discharge it completely. You think you put it to rest, mm-hmm. but sometimes this old debt comes back to life, and that's why it's known as zombie debt. And so this could be. Um, Unpaid debts you you owe but forgot about. It could be that you already settled with your creditor. It could even be fraudulent charges from identity theft or fake debts owed as part of a scam. Mm-hmm. But what what happens is um, what could happen is you have old debt and the lender sells it to a third party company and they sell it to another one because somebody wants to try to get repayment on this debt mm-hmm. and then it becomes a game of telephone and so information might be. Um, sent mis- incorrectly, and whatever the case may be, you might be contacted to uh, pay, pay mm-hmm. up. And so they might put pressure on you, but what you need to understand is depending on the state, because your debt might be here, might be somewhere else, mm-hmm. the statute of limitations where so many years have passed, you don't mm-hmm. necessarily owe anything, but they can still reach out and ask you to pay on, on the debt. So you really want to do a thorough investigation into the claims, uh, you can per- ask for a debt validation letter. Um, you want to search through old records, find old bank statements and notices of payments. Get as much information as possible for the debt in question to really determine if it's yours and if you still need to pay it. And then yeah. depending on what route you want to take, just keep in mind of the loss because if you start paying on it or you answer them in a, in a certain way, it could reactivate those statute of limitations. And they can ah. take you to, to court to make sure that you pay up on it. Ah, okay. So, uh, but for the most part, uh, creditors write things off after a certain amount of time, right? Statute of limitations, I think that's what you were talking about, right? 
statute of limitations in the sense that they could take you to court. Oh, take um, you to court. Okay. O- over it. And I, uh, admittedly, I am not a mm-hmm. debt or a collector aficionado by any means. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but it's just really important to consult with any legal counsel you, you may have that can really best guide you yeah. if you find yourself in the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, here's another BBB scam alert. Um, responding to the phony bank text message. Uh, could cost you thousands of dollars. Um, banks that text you, what what's the indicator that it's the legitimate, it's for real and legit, and what's an indicator that that text message is a uh, scam and um, fraudulent? So if it's a legitimate, most banks will not have you uh, click on a link. They'll say log into your account. Um, where ah, like give you a link. Good point. Good point. So yeah. most banks will have you check your account as opposed to t- uh, go or file follow this link. Correct. Good point. Um, Good point. I like that. With yeah. this scam, it's kind of kind of known as the pay yourself scam, where they text you saying there's some fraudulent activity from your bank, and you need to confirm or deny it. Well, if you reply, regardless of how you apply, they know that they have an active number, and then they can follow up, and they typically do follow up with a call where they have their ID showing that they're from your bank, so they spoof it. Um, They claim to be a representative of your bank who can help you stop this fraudulent charge. So you're saying, oh, good, because I don't want this happening to me. Someone came to my rescue. But how you go about doing it is by sending yourself some money through a digital wallet app. And so what they do is they walk you through connecting the app to your bank account or they even ask you for that that temporary digit code mm-hmm. to share with them so they can set it up correctly. And what they actually end up doing if you send them that code is they set up an account with your phone number and email but their bank information. Oh my when goodness. you think you're sending yourself <laughs> money, you're actually sending money to the scammer. Wow. And And the denominations that they ask for typically, do you know? It can vary, um, certainly. I mean, even if they then have, um, it, it, yeah, I think they might do like where they leave a breadcrumb and say it's a little bit of this amount of money, but then they escalate it once they know that you're being compliant with it to see how far they can go and, and get more money. Mm-hmm. Wow. So just want to be careful of all that. Know that a bank will never, ever, ever ask you to send yourself money in order to stop fraudulent activity. And you, you never want to give those one-time passcodes to anybody because of this very very reason. It's easy to kind of set that up, and you're out of luck with it. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, I I did not. You know what? That That's a really, really, really good point uh, because I do get a lot of text messages, and a lot of times I just, you know, sometimes I can just look at the way it's structured or look at the misspelling or capitalization is a little bit off and, and I just discard it. But um, for someone that might not necessarily look uh, as closely as possible, but then may see that their bank or the name of a bank, just go to your account. Don't click on the link. Go to your bank account and and then see if there's any problem. Good mm-hmm. point. Really, really good point. Um why you should never pay to recover your social media account. And I will tell you, Jennifer, that this request has been made of me 
uh, as well. And I, you know, I kind of started scratching my head. I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with my Yahoo account. It's still here. Why, why are they saying, why are they sending me this, that my Yahoo account has been suspended and that I have to, uh, you know, re- what, what is it? Uh, reset it and uh, the cost and all this other stuff. So I was like, get out of here. And so, um, uh, but this is real. This is this actually this request happened to me. I mean, I, I reported it as as spam and 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 um, uh, erased it. But you should never pay to recover your social media account. Correct. So. I know I've been in a situation where you have to log in, you forgot your password or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or, you, or you just can't get in. But uh, And it can be really complicated because they are really good about now putting layers to try to prevent people from hacking your account and scammers taking over. But in trying to search for a solution that when you're locked out of your account, you may come across a company that claims they can help you recover mm-hmm, it by paying, mm-hmm, paying mm-hmm. that fee. And so they're like, all right, that might be a simple solution. I'll just go ahead and do that. Well, as time goes on, the fees begin to mount, and you're still not given access to your account. Um, one, one situation, someone was told to – they were making purchases through their compromised Facebook account, and to fix the problem, they had to verify it. Again, here we have the Cash App information, and they stole much-needed funds. Another time, the person was asked to verify their identity using the IRS's website, which then led to their tax return being fraudulently filed in their name. So there's different schemes with it. But to your point, you never need to pay anyone to recover your social media account because every social media platform has its own account recovery process. Yes, they do. And And two or three step validation to boot. So Right. And then they're always free. Always free. They have resources to help you with that. And so go directly straight to the, the platform and follow their instructions rather than doing research on a third-party site. Absolutely. And, uh, good good but point. Yeah, it could apply to Yahoo. It could apply to other things as well, mm-hmm. um, certainly. Yeah, it was it was a spoofed Yahoo. Uh, they, they were just trying to get money. I mean, my Yahoo was fine. Um, uh, Mr. Russell, you have a question for uh, Jennifer Adamantic? Yes. Um Timely uh, uh, session for me. Okay. Uh, last week, um, received a, a call with uh, great news. Uh, uh, the gentleman said I had won uh, a considerable sum of money and a uh, new uh, Mercedes uh, car. <laughs> and uh, he, he uh, said he was calling from Las Vegas. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you heard of any such calls being made in this area and are they legitimate in your estimation yeah great question let me first ask you this did you enter in any prize where you knew you'd be winning money at a mercedes no he said uh, uh i i uh i'm a timely uh bill payer said i'm a timely bill payer and uh Take a lot of magazines, and this was a, a Reader's Digest um, Walmart promotion. Sweet state. Yeah, so that's going to be the very, the first red flag, and should always be your first thing you think of is whenever you're told you won something. Well, did I enter to win that in the first place? Because more often than not, you're contacted about this, and you didn't enter it in the first place. It's a scam. So it sounds to me that the person who contacted you is trying to scam you by having you believe that, but then they're going to ask for your personal information. They're going to say, oh, we need you to pay a small little fee of $100, $200. 
in order to ship it or whatever, pay taxes on it. So I would just certainly do not engage with them. Hopefully you didn't engage with them. Um, but to me, that sounds like a, a scam. Well, I, I called uh, Reader's Digest um, headquarters in New York to see if they had such a promotion going. And they said, no, never heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what's great is the fact that you called Reader's Digest directly as opposed to contacting the person who contacted you about it. So you did the right thing there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mr. Russell, um, my my children's godparents had that exact same thing happen to them. And uh, they, she said she had not entered anything either. And it was a Mercedes. And they had even gotten, they, they stayed in contact to the point where what color uh, yeah. Mercedes do you want? And Absolutely. Yeah, we've got it on the truck for delivery. Um, and we might have the color that you select. And we can get it to you a little earlier than anticipated. Uh, just uh, make sure that you have the uh, shipping fees covered. And your Mercedes will be delivered. Your, your gold Mercedes will be delivered to your home. <laughs> Within so many. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she. They, they went that far with her. Um, one, one. You know what? What bank? Uh, uh, bank. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> red, 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 red flags. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then I noticed the call was based from Jamaica, so I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness, Mr. Russell. Yeah, they were all the way live with their with their you know, with their little scamming. But uh there's a warning to folks if they get such calls, uh check it out. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Thank all right, thank you, Mr. Russell. Appreciate it. Take care. You too. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, the, the the god the godmother to, to my children, she was just getting frustrated because they were being very persistent. Uh, with her because she had told him no um, and you know I think she she even called uh, she called the attorney general her husband she and her husband called the attorney general's office uh, to and apparently that one is a pretty well established one uh, Jennifer are you are, were you familiar with that I mean variations variations of it yeah yeah and I, <laughs> I want to say because uh, we did a report BBB did a report about state lottery and price scams mm -hmm. and I, if I remember correctly talks about how a lot of these scams are perpetuated from Jamaica or mm. those area stuff. So, um, but that's why I always say that the, if immediately, if you're like, well, I, I never entered that in the first place, mm -hmm. that should tell you right there. Yeah. As much as you want that gold Mercedes. Yes. That gold Mercedes or whatever color you want, because yeah. you can have the color you want. We've just got a gold one on the truck right now. We're delivering these, uh, you know, I guess trying to make her feel like there were other winners. And so she, you know, she can get hers off the truck. Uh, but so many of these are offshore. Are they not? Most often, yes. Yeah. Not to say they don't happen here um, in the States, but yeah, a lot are, are yeah. offshore. Yeah. So um, anything else we're missing before we have to let you go? No, just as you're pointing out, this is the season, as you're heading into doing your holiday shopping, just be very vigilant and, and as enticing as an advertisement might be or mm -hmm. cool the product might be. Just know this is a time that you're going to see a lot more scams for online shopping because they know it, it's that time of year. So if yeah. you're ever in doubt, reach out to us, the Better Business Bureau. We're happy to, to walk you through it and to make sure that it's not a scam. And scam alert is, uh, but well, yeah. Let them how to how to get in touch with the BBB and how to access scam alert. Can you let let everyone remind everyone how to do that? Yes, you can reach us at our website bbb.org, and then to get scam trackers, bbb.org/scamtracker. Uh, you can also give us a call locally. It's three one seven four eight eight. 
317-488-2222. So again, 317-488-2222. Jennifer, as always, thank you for this information. It is always so helpful. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. And again, Jennifer Adamani, um, uh, Director of Communication, uh, Communication Director for the Better Business Bureau of Indianapolis, serving all of Central Indiana. And I tell you, these scam alerts and uh, these these warnings and these red flags uh, that the BBB comes on periodically and gives us are invaluable. So I hope uh, that uh, a lot of you have uh, have heard it and uh, will you know will heed. Uh, the advice. The main thing, don't let your guard down. Don't let your guard down, especially as we head into uh, the holiday and giving season. We're going to take a quick commercial break right here and be back with more Community Connection right after this. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. Heading into the top of the second hour. Still to come, Julia Vaughn uh, from Common Cause Indiana, the executive director. We're going to go back to a voting conversation given the fact that we are one day away from Election Day. One day away from Election Day. Uh, quick, uh, quick public service announcement for you. Um, every day for the next couple of weeks right here on uh, Community Connection, um, you can listen to us for your chance to win a car pass. A car pass for the Christmas Nights of Lights uh, out at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. Now, these car passes can hold up to eight people. Uh, the pass is good uh, starting November 10th. Uh, all the way through uh, New Year's Eve, Christmas, um, December 31st, New Year's Eve, December 31st, and again at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. Also, you can help us support the Moselle Sanders Foundation by buying tickets that are on sale now for the Christmas Nights of Lights, uh, dot com. Just go to christmasnightsoflights.com, use the code Moselle, M-O-Z-E-L, at checkout, and you'll get a discount. Plus, um, and of course, a portion of the proceeds are going to go directly to the Moselle Sanders Foundation, which, as you know, provides tens and thousands of meals uh, for uh, the hungry uh, and deserving uh, citizens uh, on Thanksgiving Day. So uh, we will take the 10th caller. We'll take the 10th caller uh, for a car pass to the upcoming Christmas Nights of Lights at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. 317-239-1310. Caller number 10 wins the car pass. Car pass is good uh, for up to eight people. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. Christmas nights, lights, Christmas nights of lights. See, I keep wanting to say the Christmas nights of lights uh, starts on the 10th. Uh, that's this Friday and goes all the way through uh, New Year's Eve, which is December 31st at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. It is an amazing exhibit. If you'd like a free uh, car pass, uh, be the 10th caller, 317-239-1310. Uh, Sharon, uh, go ahead. How are you? I'm fine, Tina. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know it was open mic night today, but I was trying to to uh, fill you in. Uh, my nephew was killed by the police uh, last uh, week before last. Oh my goodness! But what they failed to mention in the report, they said he he uh, wrestled the gun away 
and shot the police officer, this, that, and the other, which is not the reports we're getting out of Burger King where it happened at. Okay, can you can you refresh my? I'm sorry, Sharon. I'm I'm sorry. Okay, he was he was he was the, the young man that was shot by the police on on uh, at the Burger King on 21st and Shaman, and when the news reported that he had gotten a tussle with the police officer, and the police officer. Had, he had got his gun away from him, and he had shot him, and then he turned around and used his own personal weapon to open fire on him. But what they failed to mention was my nephew is uh, mentally ill, and uh, he had been hang- he's been hanging around that neighborhood forever. And we had talked to a lot of homeless people and the people in the businesses around there who said he didn't bother anybody. But on this particular day, they woke him up out of his sleep. Mm-hmm. He was sleep on the ground. His mother is trying to get him help, but you know, mental illness is that's another subject. Mm-hmm. But they woke him out of his sleep on the ground. The same police officer who shot him that day is the same police officer who had been harassing him. the neighborhood. Said that he had been harassing him all that week, and he had this dog that was his favorite pet. His dog. He did everything that, and that police officer took his dog. Uh, a couple of days before that, and then he woke him up off his sleep off the ground. He had chased him through the uh, street. We got a video of him running through the street, running from the police. So when they tell the story, they need to tell it all. And they just, they're not saying anything because we haven't heard about the video, what happened. We haven't heard them speak about showing the, it happened in Burger King. And my son used to work in Burger King, so he knows a lot of employees in Burger King. Plus, I had talked to some of the people in Burger King and Starbucks, and um, they're not telling the whole story, Tina. They're just acting like he was some maniac that went in there and got into it with the police and shot the police. And and another thing they were saying was that he said, I'm going to die or something. He was going to die that day. You can barely understand five words coming out of his mouth. He... So I, this wasn't the one who went in the in the tree was was in the tree, right? No, that's not him. No, not the one that was in the tree. Tina. This was the one they 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 shut it up so so fast. That's what they did. But mm-hmm. he was the one that was saying Burger King inside of the restaurant. Okay. And and um, they shot and killed him in there. And they keep saying on the news he was shot one time. That's not true. He was shot so many times that just his whole chest was almost blew out. So they're trying to sweep it up under the rug. They have now uh, tried to contact my sister-in-law and say anything to her, whether it's good or bad. But nobody from IMPD has uh, contacted her. So I think it's just a tragedy on both ends because we in this city, we're going to have to do something about our mentally ill people. And we tried. We have tried. I have tried to help, and my nieces have tried. But it's just no help party for the mentally ill in this city except for the police. And this police who have been just harassing them all that week. And this comes from the homeless people in the area. They said that he was harassing them. It's just terrible. But they just swept it right up under the rug. You don't hear nothing else about it. But... You never heard them talk about releasing body cam footage. You never hear them talking about uh, the video that happened inside. Uh, it happened inside of a business who has a camera. None of this. 
Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> the public should be aware. Okay, and it looks like um, it looks like an investigation is underway. Um, the officer, we we haven't heard. Let's see. Uh, the officers. Okay, so what you're saying it. Well, uh, the first report hasn't come out. I mean, the I guess the initial report has come out, and this is what police are saying in the initial report. What you're saying is there's more, a lot more than what the initial report is stating. A lot more than what okay, the initial okay. report is saying. A lot more. And, mm. and you know, I just keep listening. And then I was asking my sister-in-law, had anybody down in touch with her to try to talk to her, anything. And believe me, I'm not bashing the police because I got a nephew's officer in Westfield, and I got an elder at my church's uh, mm. police officer, and those are very nice police officers. But this particular case, is they just are trying to, to me, they're trying to sweep it up under the rug. Mm-hmm. They never once mentioned that he was mentally ill. They never once mentioned it. They never once mentioned that this police officer had been harassing him. All that we woke him out of his sleep on the he was sleep on the ground, woke him up out of his sleep, chased him up in Burger King. They never mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So he was trespassing. Mm-hmm. Who dies over trespassing? Yeah. Uh not you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Mm mm. Um Yeah, I appreciate your your call and and you know, we can keep looking into and see what because I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm just scanning some of the info right now. It doesn't say anything about the the body cam footage, although. The- McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. There is body cam footage that, that was... There's body cam and there's okay, some okay. inside of Starbucks. Has the family requested also, the release of the body cam video? They haven't. They've said nothing to her, nobody about anything. Yeah, has the family requested... The last thing I heard, the last thing I heard was they were saying, well, the police officer has fra- uh, uh, fragments in his leg mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. being shot. Yeah, I saw so that. If, if he did, if, if this is the case... How would two police officers let a, uh, this guy, one man get their gun? And another thing, I still say that it should have been handled differently. If he's mentally ill and you're aware of this, there should have been somebody else that's used to dealing with mentally ill people there. He should have never died like that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's an ongoing. Even if the police officer got hurt, he shouldn't have got hurt like that because there's another way to handle that. You have You can't deal with with mentally ill people like you can rational people there's no way was there any way was the were the officers in any way shape or form informed that this man had mental issues they knew it because the same police officer who shot and killed him is the same one mm-hmm. who had been meddling with him all that week who had picking that have been picking at him all that week he's the same police officer that killed him okay okay and yeah I'm, I'm not sure i can't say because I, this is only hearsay, 
But I heard that's not the first person he shot. So I don't know about okay. that. Okay. Okay. But I, do I don't have the. I don't have the. Uh, let's see. The officer. Uh, well, we're you know uh, the. Yeah, it looks like there is an investigation, um, but you know we we got. Can you keep just keep us updated and see what. Uh, and, yeah, just just keep us updated. We'll you know we'll keep an eye on it and see what you know what comes out initially. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've I'm. I've been trying. I've been thinking about it, talking about it on the radio, and then I kept thinking, I'm like, you know, what do I say? Because we we don't. We're trying our best to do the best we can. You know, mm -hmm. we're gonna bury him on uh, Friday, so you know, it's just. I don't know. Has he had any other? Uh, any... We don't hear about. You don't. Yeah. Oh, in, in years past, has he had any other run-ins with police as a result of his mental condition? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. I think he did have one situation, but. Um, even the people in the businesses around here that we talked to Starbucks, we got witness accounts. His sister went out, and we just talked to people and. And they all said he didn't bother nobody. Mm -hmm. You know, he might be walking around talking to himself in his own little world, but he didn't bother nobody. He might ask you to buy him. Um, Sometimes he might just ask you to buy him a bottle of water because my son, he uh, lives in that area. And he lives over in the apartments behind. Uh, there's some apartments back there in the back. And he on his way to work every morning. He said he would see him up there on the lot, and he would buy him with, you know, he wanted some, he'd buy him some. Or he said, Mom, sometimes he just asked for a bottle of water. And he said, as far as I'm saying, what they said that he was supposed to said, somebody's going to die in this MFR. I don't want to curse them. But anyway, uh, we like, how do they understand what he's saying? We can barely understand what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Sharon. Thank, yeah. Well, thank you for for putting us onto that one, and I certainly will look into it a little bit more. Like I said, I'm just scanning some things right here, um, but uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, the release of the body cam video should be shortcoming. Should be. I know. Should be shortcoming. So we'll see how that goes. So, all right, Sharon. Unedited version. All right, Tina. Yeah, well, yeah, the unedited yeah, version. The rest of the day. All right, you and too. I voted yes. I voted. Oh, good, 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 good. You have any problems? None, none. Walked in, walked out. That's the way it's supposed to be. All right, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I went on Post Road. It was in and out. In and out. Thank you. Thank you so much. All I appreciate right, that. All right, you take care. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing? Hey, Tina. How you doing? Doing great, I think. Doing great. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take this for it is. Uh, uh, yeah, did you watch the game this weekend? I did. I did. Yes, I did. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 23-something else. Yeah, yeah. It's about time. I mean, that touchdown that he just simply would not go down, I love that. He's like yeah. and perfect body control, just a, a total pro, a total professional, knowing where the line was, knowing how to keep his body coordinated so that he did, you know, the knee didn't come down before the ball crossed the plane. I mean, it was just a, it was a thing of beauty to see just that. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm just hoping that uh, mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson gets healthy again because we can definitely use him. I, I mean, think, yeah, when you put them all together, I think when you put it all together, it's going to be great. I, I think, but I'm saying that offensive line needs some work. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
I ain't gonna mention no name, but number seventy-three and seventy-five, <laughs> man, they they gotta get it together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, Minshew, Minshew didn't air it out as nearly as much as he had been. They yeah, they yeah, kept it on the I, ground I, a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, but but I know that the Martinsville crowd thought he was a the answer, and we should have got him, started him instead of Richardson. But people don't realize if that was the case. Minshew still being Jacksonville, you know, so mm. being True. the fast starter. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, did you hear the latest about Mark Meadows? Oh, you know, Jeff, here's the thing. I hear and I don't hear. Here's what I heard. Uh, that the publishers of the book are suing right. him for millions of dollars for making false statements that they put in print, uh, making false statements so that he could make money off the book. They're all a bunch of criminals, Jeff. They're all a bunch of criminals. I mean, nothing. It doesn't surprise me. So, and that's why I kind of tuned some of it out. Yes, I heard, and I, and then from that point forward, I'm like, oh my goodness, another grifter. You know, birds of a feather flock together. They, they, you uh, know, they're grifters. They'll do whatever they need. Uh, to I do. mean, and, and the thing is, Jim, when you look at people like Bill Barr, mm. John Eastman, who is a scholar, mm. and you tie your wagon to Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald, well, I, I, I never say this for one thing. All you people who are concerned about Joe Biden's age, yeah, Joe Biden is old, but guess what? Donald Trump is good. He is crazy. Yeah. Well. Well. He, anyway, um, it's 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 more than a it's more than a notion. It's more than a notion. But I did hear about it, and I think it's just another hot mess that that people that don't obey the law and obey the rules get themselves well, you know, into. Get, the law. Huh? Because the law that you and I live by don't apply to them. Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, of course, yes, I did hear about it. I mean, I don't know what to, I don't even know what to think anymore. I mean, yeah, I guess my thought was, of course, <laughs> you know, maybe, of, of and, course. And, and now you're talking about you had to file bankruptcy. Not too bad. He's basically broke. Yeah, well, good good enough, good enough. Well, you know, a poor baby. Yeah, that's you, it. You're mm -hmm. in the pillow guy, yeah. Yeah, they're all, but, uh, hey, that's, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, as your... As they used to say in the South, you lay with dogs, you get fleas. Yep, roll around with dogs, you wake up, you get up with fleas. That's it, that's it. But, yeah, a good right, win for the Colts. You too, Jeff. The good, you too. A good win for the Colts, and a win is a win. Thank you, Jeff, for calling that in. By the way, uh, you can stop calling. Uh, Gerald has won the tickets to the Christmas light show out at the fairgrounds. Uh, listen tomorrow for your opportunity. We'll be doing this for the next couple of weeks. So at some point in the show every day for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be giving away those tickets. So uh, stay tuned. Congratulations to you. Gerald, indeed. Uh, Denise, go ahead. How are you? Hi, Tina. How are you? I am well. Call to remind uh, the union workers to call to uh, vote tomorrow to re-elect uh, Mayor Joe Hoxett. And also, if mayor's uh, campaign people are listening, please trade the advertisement from um, Mike Epps. And the last thing is, go to the nursing homes, people, and protect your relatives' vote. For Joe Thanks, Tina. Talk to you later. Thank you, Denise. And um, yeah, the nursing homes. And we had a an extended conversation uh, about that last week when I had a, a cousin whose father uh, 
Uh, by the way, she's uh, an update on that. Thank you, Denise, for that. An update. I just spoke with her. Was it this morning or last night? This morning, I think, about that. Uh, and she said she's still waiting to hear from the clerk's office, which was tracing that. But um, in all of the furor and everything that was was talked about uh, the other day, she has gotten it whittled down to the fact that she's fairly certain that the, uh, the the employee at the nursing home did not get her hands on his ballot, uh, but she is still... Um, uh, still concerned about the fact that a request was made on his behalf uh, without uh, her knowledge. So uh, nothing to do, you know, our, our good buddy Cameron Riddle called in and said that, um, that uh, you know, had he been denied the right to vote, then there's, a, you know, no, it wasn't anything even remotely, you know, remotely close to that, him being denied the right to vote. Not at all. Not at all. So, uh, and I appreciate Cameron bringing that point up as well. But this was, you know, we whittled it all the way down to her concern was that um, someone else may have had their hands on his ballot. Uh, and her other concern was that a uh, request was made. Uh, and so um, she's they're tracing it now. Um, I, I, I don't know what, you know, when they find out, well, I'll let you guys know, but I don't know what could or couldn't be done. But uh, as Denise just said, to circle back to what Denise just said, um, your loved ones that are in uh, nursing homes and such, um, assisted living and things of that nature, be sure to, to check with them and stay in contact with them regarding their right to vote, regarding voting, voting, voting. Tomorrow is election day all day long, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. right here uh, in the state of Indiana. Um, had uh, several calls left over from uh, a, a, a caller that uh, was having an issue with her um, her neighbor's uh, parking uh, uh, on her property and felt like she needed to get a gun to protect herself because when she asked them to stop doing it, they threatened her. Um, and so there were a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of, com there were a whole lot of things that went into that. But um, there were some of you that w uh, did not get a chance to get on and express your thoughts about how that should go. And I, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, the question I asked was a, a weapon presented. She said no, but the threats were made. And so therefore she felt as if she needed to go get a gun to defend herself just in case. Um, all I was talking about was the proliferation of weapons and guns um, in our society. Uh, the buildup of just guns, 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 uh, and the improper use of of guns. You know, like if you have a gun uh, at your disposal, you're more likely, if you're angry, you're more likely to use it, whether you know whether it's an appropriate use of it or not. And is that is that not part of an escalation as well? I don't know. I don't know. People call you names, yeah, they call and it's, it's yeah, it makes you want to go for them. I mean, it makes you want to st step to them, I guess. But a gun? You know, but then again, if somebody threatens you, do you need a gun? Even though they they haven't threatened you with a gun, they've just said, you know, very, very ugly, threatening words. Need a gun. Teenagers, do they need a gun? If somebody says something to them on social media that they don't like or somebody uh, does something that they don't like, if if you cut in front of a car... Uh, and the, the uh, unknowingly, uh, and the other car doesn't appreciate it, 
Do you need a gun? You pull out a gun. If you got one, you pull it out and you use it, right? Uh, and it just it just tends to escalate unnecessarily. I, I just think responsible use of gun. And she's talking about protecting herself, and that's that's typically the use of, of what guns are for, to, for protection uh, or sport. Or sport. Um, I know that I grew up in a house full of gun with guns, but they were all sporting guns. There were none. Uh, one of the the callers was saying they needed a, a an AK-47 style or military assault style weapon uh, in their arsenal at their house because they had 20, and so one of these 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 weapons was was part of what they needed to have to protect their household as well. That's what they saw. I just grew up in a household with guns, deer guns, uh, BB guns. Um, Rat, I don't know, what is there a rabbit gun? I don't know, but they were all guns. They were always put up. Nobody ever touched them or bothered them, and they were never improperly used. So, um, uh, Pierre, go ahead. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Tina. I um, wanted to call in, and I caught the part of the conversation about the lady with the problem neighbor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did, she, did, you, did she say anything about calling the police or making she did she, she called the police and she said that they were saying that there was very little there was nothing she could do and the part of the uh, area that was in dispute she did not own uh, but she said the part of the area that was in dispute was encroaching on the land that she did own and so uh, the police basically said there wasn't a whole lot they could do <clears throat> I suggested that whatever she could protect that she did own protected and put some kind of a something up i don't know and she said she was working on it but in the interim she said the uh, the vitriol uh, was such that she felt like well uh, she needed whether, to, to get a gun to protect herself so yeah well choice. um whether she owned the property or not if she felt like somebody made a threat toward her uh, she can go and i've done it before you can go to the police department. You can go to one of the branches mm-hmm. and um, fill out. Yeah, a and fill out. Yeah, fill out a complaint and against the person. Complaint. Mm-hmm. And they'll give you. They'll give you a number. They'll give you a little card with mm-hmm. the number on it. Mm-hmm. Or There's that. It's a good point. It's a good and, point. Yeah. Um, yeah. What you do is you document it. And if you really want to get deep about it, uh, you can. Um, if you know who it is or you know what address it is. Um, you can send that person a letter, or you can have an attorney send them a letter. And the reason why this, I think it's important, because if something goes down, you have built uh, a history. Mm-hmm. Hey, this person's been harassing me. This is not something out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll have something. Now Now the prosecutor has something to take into consideration. Yeah. Versus just yeah. um, throwing a bunch of charges at you. Yeah. Um, and, you got, and your attorney's got something to work with if you mm-hmm. need an attorney. Yeah. But uh, you should always document threats. Yeah. You know, I've been threatened, and mm-hmm. I document it. Um, and, and you always put that stuff down. So if you ever have to get down, if you ever have to do something to defend yourself, mm-hmm. looking for a fight, um, then it, it makes it hard for the prosecutor to, uh, you know, uh, throw a bunch of charges at you. They can, but, you know, at least you have a defense. Thanks for taking my call. No, that's a, that's a good call. Very good point, uh, Pierre. And we, we really didn't have time to get 
all the way there. Uh, but uh, in terms of documenting, which is a good, good, good point. <clears throat> um, already she has documentation because one piece of documentation because she called the police. So um, if she wants to start her her trail, her paper trail with that call uh, started and then uh, document the day that <clears throat> the the threats were made and, and then just continue to document um everything else that's a very good point um you know very good point we we were we were discussing though philosophy pierre's talking about process which is uh really really a good point as well so um uh but uh, yeah it's it's a difficult it's difficult if someone is disrespecting something that you work hard to pay for and they're not um uh, they're not paying for the property that they're utilizing they're just leasing it and then they're disrespecting yours ah oh, that's emotional that's emotional does it rise to the level of shooting someone over it though that's my only point um and people have shot each other over less far less far far less so we just got to we just got to be careful we have to use better you know we have to use good discernment um if you feel like uh, you're you're not safe. Pierre's point is a good one. Keep documenting it, and uh, she feels like she wants to be safe. She has every right as a citizen of the United States of America to purchase a handgun or whatever kind of gun she has, and um, and keep it in her home for her own protection. Um, but um, you, you just gotta hope and pray that we don't just descend into. Um, you, you say something, you do something, okay, it's time to shoot you. Um, I just, I just don't think we need to, to rationalize that. Um, we gotta, we gotta do better. We gotta treat each other better. We gotta just do better. And I feel badly, uh, because my property has been disrespected. Believe you me. And I know how angry you can get. I, I believe you me. I get that, but we all gotta, we, we've gotta be better somehow. Um, you know, people that, disrespect other people's property needs to stop it because uh, you wouldn't want it done on your end you know you need to stop that kind of thing so anyhow um we're gonna get back to uh we're gonna circle back to uh tomorrow which is election day uh i hope all of you have either voted already or are making plans to get to a vote center somewhere in indianapolis and marion county what a good day it's going to be tomorrow because you can go to any vote center anywhere in the county. There are more than 180 of these locations. So it doesn't matter where you are, time, you know, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You don't have to rush home uh, to get to a certain spot. You are not uh, assigned to any particular place uh, to cast your vote. You can go wherever, if you're in Marion County, you can go wherever you care to go whatever you're close to. Um, so uh, we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about that with uh, Julia Vaughn uh, with Common Cause Indiana. So right now, let's take a quick uh, break. Julia should be with us shortly, and we'll be back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. As promised, Julia Vaughn, Executive Director of Common Cause Indiana, is with us this day before the big election. Julia, welcome back. Welcome back. 
Boy, I tell you what, yeah, that that's important. That's important sounding. I tell you, you got some important stuff. For you you got to drop some important info on us today. <laughs> well, I think I got some. All right. Important reminders for folks in terms of resources. We, mm-hmm. you know, if you have any problems, if you've got any questions, there are definitely folks mm-hmm. available and willing to help. Lots of information out on the Internet uh, via text. Uh, so, you know, um, it's it's getting down to the wire. So mm. if you haven't voted early like me, I'm one of those um, diehards. I like <laughs> to get out on Election Day. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, um, no excuse. Mm-hmm. This little blast of summer that we're having. Apparently, it's going to be nice tomorrow as well. So that is great news. So, yeah, it is. You know, it's important, very important, because, you know, these are local elections for mm-hmm. um, who's going to be running our city for the next four years. Mm-hmm. So it's really frustrating uh, that turnout tends to really be much smaller than it is in national mm-hmm. or state elections. So, um, you know, get out there because um, you'll be selecting your mayor, your city council representation, and that's your voice in city government. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the advertising we've seen, it, it's focused too much, I think, on national issues or state issues um, that in particular our mayor can't do a lot about. But, you know, what this election is about is neighborhood issues. You know, are your roads being paved or do you have to deal with potholes? Um, Certainly the issues involving the Indianapolis Police Department. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly um, issues now, you know, guns are definitely a national and state problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But crime is on everybody's mind, I think. And um, while uh, there are a lot of um, social issues that I think need Mm -hmm. to be addressed at the city level, it's always frustrating to me when we reduce the crime issue to, oh, let's hire more police. Because, Mm. you know, I don't think that's the solution. Um, You know, no matter how many police we have, um, many of these problems start much earlier before people actually get arrested. And so, you know, I'm always interested in looking at what is the city doing um, to help at-risk youth take a different path. Um, so they didn't don't meet up with a police officer later in life. So, you know, think about those issues and try to evaluate those issues. Um, I mentioned resources, two really mm-hmm. good ones are provided by both the state of Indiana and the city. You can go to indianavoters.in.gov and get all sorts of information. That's also important if you haven't voted in a while, if uh, you've changed addresses, you can go to that website and check your voting status. Make sure that your uh, voter registration is up to date. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's not up to date, you got a problem because the uh, deadline has passed. But Um, That's when you should call the Election Protection Hotline, which is a nonpartisan resource. Um, uh, Common Cause Indiana has been involved in this effort since 2008. 
So if you call the hotline, which is 866-HOUR-VOTE or Mm 866-687-8683, you will get advice on what to do if, for example, Mm -hmm. your voter registration is out of date. Mm -hmm. Um, In that case, you would be instructed to ask for a provisional ballot and the volunteer on the end of the phone line will explain to you what you have to do mm-hmm. uh, to get that that provisional ballot eventually mm-hmm. counted. And then obviously what you need to do to update the registration so you're ready to go and vote next year in 2024. Um, so the hotline is a really good resource for voters mm-hmm. with problems. And it's also a good place to report if you're a voter and you show up tomorrow and you see something that you think is just not right. You know, we talked um, Mm -hmm. last week about uh, the callers who complained about a poll worker over on the east side several years ago who had his gun with him. You know, he's checking voters in but has a gun on his hip. And that made many voters uncomfortable. And so uh, the volunteers on the hotline contacted the Marion County Election Board. And the end result is that that guy isn't allowed to work the election anymore since he, you know, behaved inappropriately um, uh, during that one election. So uh, it's really important that we are aware of problems. You know, maybe there's uh, problems with accessibility issues. If you're somebody who mm-hmm. uses a wheelchair or a walker, we often hear from uh, folks like that that it was very difficult or almost impossible for them to actually, you know, get into the voting area. So yeah. um, we need to have these kind of problems reported because then we can ask the election board to address them um, sometimes immediately or sometimes, you know, in the future so they don't keep happening. So Election Protection Hotline is a great resource that's out there. Well, Julia, we have a caller uh, that has a question about voting rights possibly being in jeopardy. Uh, Go ahead, caller. How are you? I'm doing okay today. Okay, what's your what's your question? Well, my question is, I went to the bank, uh, polling place mm-hmm. and did everything, had my ID and everything, gave them my ID, and they took my ID, but would I got to take it back? McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken they're true to chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you is it's when they asked me to recite my address that's on the id and they said if i didn't recite it right i was not allowed to go back there to vote and i'm cleaning it and I'm thinking that that 
of violation of some sort because that's not in the federal law or the state law. And I was just wondering if my thinking was correct on that. Uh, so, Julia, is he? does he have a point that if he does not recite his address exactly as it is on his license that he is not allowed to vote, he can be denied his right to vote? <clears throat> uh, no, that's concerning to me because, you know, your, your uh, address on your voter registration record and the license doesn't have to match. Um, so they're really, you know, as long as, you know, the photo matches you and um, your signature, uh, you sign the poll book. Uh, really, I've never heard of anybody saying, you know, no, you, you need to be able to recite this this uh, address on your license. Were you allowed to vote or did they turn you away? No, this, I was allowed to vote, but that was because I was able to recite recite yeah. my, uh, my, my address. However, there was a gentleman down the hall from me that was having the issue because he wasn't able to recite his vote and they were giving him all types of hassles and almost not letting him vote because of that at the Pike Library early voting branch. Was that this was at the Pike Township Library? Yes. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to follow up and yeah, check on that because yeah, again, it's it, it's not about you know are you a what what address you're at. That's um, you know you do need to update your address if you move. But there are provisions in the law for people who get kind of caught up between um, you know changing the address in the period after voter registration closes. So mm-hmm. no. This whole, you know, um, let me, you know, see if you actually live at this address, you know, have you memorized it? That there, You're right. There is nothing in Indiana law, mm-hmm. federal law, that says that's a hoop you got to jump over. Um, but you know what? Already, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Julia. We already have one of the toughest photo ID laws in the country. And so this is like another hurdle that they're setting mm-hmm. up. So that's very concerning to me. Um, and when did you go to vote over at Pike? That was sat- this past Saturday. This past Saturday. Okay. So we, um, we've mm-hmm. got a date and a location. But I'm going to fi- follow up on that because, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of times, too, you get poll workers who are new and they don't know what they're doing and they apply the law wrongly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, it's good to hear these kind of stories. I would also encourage you to call the 866-HOUR-VOTE hotline and report it as well, because um, that way we kind of, you know, have a ledger of all of the problems. And if we see this repeated over and over and over, then clearly there's a training problem um, with new poll workers or, mm-hmm. or maybe older poll workers who yeah. are not completely understanding the rules. Um, and so that, you know, the county will need to address that if it's something systemic. Yeah. So um, thanks for letting us know. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, it's interesting, Julie, because that's exactly the location where I voted early. Yeah. And um, that it's also uh, the location where... I mean, it took me like 35 minutes or so to, to, to vote because the lines were so long. But there was nothing um, remotely similar to what 
that caller just expressed. It wasn't your experience. Was right? not my so experience. I, yeah. So. yeah, that's why I want to yeah. try to figure out, okay, who were the poll workers yeah. who were working that day? Yeah, the ones that were. Because it could, it, mm-hmm. likely it wasn't the same ones. Not so, likely. And, yeah. you know, and, and early voting, of course, at satellite locations mm-hmm. has been open all week. Yeah. Um, so... Um, you know, we'll we'll be interested mm-hmm. to know if other people experience that over right. or in any other of the locations. Uh, there, there was an issue when I was there. <clears throat> there were it was about maybe five or six people ahead of me. And it was a woman whose license wasn't being recognized by the system. Her um, and then the judge had to come over and then another person came over and they were trying to figure out how to how to let let her vote or how to figure it out. But for whatever reason, her state issued ID wasn't being recognized, wasn't coming up somehow. And and, and I I don't remember because they you know, after a while, they 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 moved the rest of us around until they could get that issue taken care of. But it wasn't anything that she was not going to be allowed to vote because I think she was. Um, in fact, technology. I, yeah, it was just you a know, technology. That, yeah, that happens a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, these machines are you know can be kind of finicky, and so you know I can recall numerous instances over the years that. Um, you know, machines have just malfunctioned and long lines have backed mm-hmm. up. So that's another important thing to, you know, remind folks that the polls are open 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Right. But if you were there and in line at 6 p.m., you have to be allowed to vote. Now, you can't walk up at 6.05 and expect that you will be allowed to join the line Mm -hmm. because the way they do it is, you know, they'll send a poll worker out to stand there and say, you know, nope, this is the end of the line. Sorry, it's after 6 o'clock. You're too late. But remember, if you are in line at 6 p.m., you must be allowed to vote. The other thing I want to remind people is we're a vote center county now. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go to just one polling place. If you show up at your normal one and there's a long line and you think, oh, no, I've got to get to work by 8 o'clock, go to, this is another great website, indie.gov forward slash VIP for voter information portal. And when you go there, you'll have a drop-down menu and click Vote Centers. And then you'll get a map and you'll be able to see where all the other nearby vote centers are. But remember, you you can go to any one. Mm -hmm. You are not married to just one Mm -hmm. polling place anymore. We've Mm -hmm. changed to Vote Centers, so that's real convenient. You know, make a plan. Um, if you think you're going to be rushed and won't be able to do it before work, then check out where the locations are by your job. Yeah. So you, you know, if you get off, you'll be able to um, vote near your work. Right. Vote right. centers are really convenient. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was a, actually something on the radio, on public radio this morning about vote centers in rural areas. And how it can be a bad thing because, you know, there there aren't enough of them. But, you know, Marion County, that is something we really did right. Um, most counties in Indiana, when they went to vote centers, they greatly reduced the number of places where people could vote. 
We didn't do that here. It was a little bit of a reduction, um, but not a huge number. And so, you know, there are literally hundreds of places Mm -hmm. across this county for people to vote. Yeah. Um, One of the priorities when they selected locations was making sure they're on bus lines. So, you know, the county, this county, Marion Mm -hmm. County, really did do vote centers right. And I think it's been very good for the average voter. Thomas, you have a a question for Julia Vaughn. Go ahead. How are you? Uh, Yes. Yes, Tina. Thank you. I I, uh, was listening to you all talk about the man that had the problem voting. Yesterday morning when I voted, there was one right in front of me. He had a similar one. But they did not deny him to vote. He had to go over another section so that they can uh, uh, get his address and everything uh, straightened out where he is now. Was this at Pike? Uh, No, this was downtown. Downtown? Okay. Yes. Okay, so similar but um, not really an issue then, right? No, no. Okay. Okay, thanks. Yeah, and and sounds like he may have been in the situation where he and he needed to get his address updated. So, yeah. again, don't worry about that. Um, you know, and in fact, uh, another thing I should have mentioned, your ID does not have to be current. It can be expired. So, if you know, it happens. Uh, several years ago, I thought, oh, my God, you know, my, my license had been expired for a month before I actually <laughs> realized it. So, it happens. It does. It, it does. As yeah. long as it expired after the last federal election. So that would be November of last year. So, um, you know, if it's just a few months expired, um, you're good to go. Don't worry about it. Raymond, go ahead. How are you? (laughs) Hello, lady. Hey, I just heard you say that that you can go vote anywhere. Like so. Well, any of the designated vote centers. There's more than 180. I think I counted 180. Six or 187, but anyway, that's about right, yeah, yeah. That that's how many there are. Uh, you just have to know where they are, but you can't vote anywhere. You can vote at any of the centers uh, if you if you find one close to you. Okay, no, no. What well, well, I was uh, getting at is that if you live in, let's say, Brownsburg, mm-hmm. I can vote in Marion County if I wanted to. No, 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 no. no. Very good no. question. Good question. Got to yeah. be in your county. Okay, that's all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and in this case, you'd have to live, you know, in the city. Um, so, in the, as we talked about last week, there are uh, other incorporated cities here in Indianapolis. So, uh, mm. some people get two choices for mayor. If you're Lawrence, Speedway, Southport, mm. uh, those communities, you've got uh, other people. So, that's another reason why it's so good to go to these either the state site indianavoters.in.gov or indy.gov slash vip to go and check out your ballot Mm -hmm. actually you Mm -hmm. know find a sample ballot of the races that you will be eligible to vote for so thank you for the clarification caller Mm -hmm. it is any location in the county that you live in, and some counties around us have not gone to vote centers. Exactly. For example, up in Carmel, up in Hamilton County, 
they do not have vote centers. So they're kind of in the old-fashioned system of where you had to go to the one polling place Mm -hmm. that was assigned to you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a crazy quilt of election laws here in Indiana. And so that's why it's confusing for people. You know, if you used to live in Indianapolis and you moved out to Hendricks County or to Hamilton County, there are slightly different rules for Election Day. So that's why we always tell people, make a voting plan. Yeah. You know, know what you're going to do, know what time you plan to go, you know, fit it into your schedule Figure out who um, the people running are so you don't Mm -hmm. go in there and you're faced with all these, you know, people you never heard of. Make a plan and participate. There you go. And, you know, there's another question that we we get often, Julia, and that is, well, um, I work in Marion County, but I live in Johnson County or Hendricks County or whatever. Can I just go ahead and vote here since all the vote centers are in Marion County? And the answer to that, again, is the same as the last caller. You, right. you, no, you no, vote all, where your residence, right? Yeah, you vote where your county. Everything is based on your county in terms of your mm-hmm. voter registration. Yes, indeed, indeed. So uh, hopefully it'll be, you know, it's going to be a nice day. It's going to be a nice weather day tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have good turnout. Um, uh, yeah. we. we <laughs> I asked for all the money that has been spent on this election. Oh, my goodness. We about that last week. Nobody can say they're unaware. You know, if anybody says, oh, what, there's an election coming up, I'd be like, have mm. you not turned on the television or radio or, mm. you know, looked at your computer for the past six months? It's been going on forever. And uh, I personally will be glad when it's over. I'm a little sick of it, like many of us. But, you know, there, there is this satisfaction when you go and make your choices. It's like mm-hmm. done. Yeah, yeah. It, it it had you know the weary the the weary factor the fatigue is certainly setting in, and and people are, you know but if you haven't made your <laughs> haven't made up your mind by now I don't think you're gonna make up your mind. I I have a hard time. Tiny, tiny works, yeah, you know? exactly. I I always have a hard time believing people that say, well, I just, I I I just don't know until I get there to to pull the lever or to push the button or whatever. I I have made up my mind. I'm like, my goodness. Huh. Haven't made up your yeah, mind. Whatever side of the bed you woke up on, I guess. I guess, yeah, that's, that's the my way. Mood today. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think most of us are kind of have an idea in mind who we're going to select, and yeah. you know, we're just we just need to get up and go out and do it. Just go do it, indeed. And again, uh, tomorrow, six a.m. to six p.m. If you live uh, in your residence and your voting registration is in Marion County, you can vote at one of the many vote centers here in Marion County. If you live outside Marion County, check your county rules. <laughs> we can't tell you where all of them are, but check check what count what your county rules are. But if you live in Indianapolis and Marion County, you can vote at any vote center that's convenient for you tomorrow, 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. And Julia, the voter protection hotline. Again, one last time, if you've got a problem, you see a problem, <laughs> Call the Election Protection Hotline. There'll be nonpartisan volunteers there to take your call. Real easy to remember. It's 866-HOUR-VOTE. And what that translates to in numbers is 866-687-8683. 
There you go. All righty. Well, thank you so, so very much. And uh, hopefully tomorrow is going to be a good day that we're going to spend most of the day uh, on the show tomorrow on elections. Uh, a lot of folks like to call in and, and share their experiences. So we're going to clear uh, some space for that. But, um, Julia, good luck voting tomorrow. And uh, we'll be talking with you soon. All right. Thanks so much. All righty. Thanks okay. for all your help. I appreciate it. And that is all the time we have for right now on Community Connection. Uh, reminder, Moselle Sanders Thanksgiving Day Feed the Hungry event coming up on Thanksgiving. As always, a huge undertaking. Donations and volunteers are needed. Go to MoselleSanders.org or you can call... 317-636-7985, 317-636-7985. Tomorrow is Election Day, Election Day, Tuesday, November 7th, tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. If you live in Indianapolis and Marion County, you are free to vote at any of the more than 180 vote centers in the county. Just go to vote.indy.gov slash vote centers or call the Marion County Election Board, 317-327-5100 to find a vote center near you. If you you are unaware of where those may be. That's all the time we have for right now. We are always Praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM Indies Inspiration. Don't forget about our website, PraiseIndy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you as always for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow, Election Day, ladies and gentlemen. As always, be safe, be well. Vote, 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 vote. I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.